Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel, and today you will be hearing part two of my incredible interview with Mr. Peter Walsh himself. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, can I encourage you to go back, get the first half of that conversation to really prime you for all the goodness that we chat about in today's episode. So go back in your feed, listen to last week, and then enjoy part two that's coming right now. I do think that there is a, like I would say in our family, we're pretty minimalist. Our house, you know, is lived in, but that we're very conscious of consumerism. Yeah, I, 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 my, the way I phrase that is, you know, people, people say to me, oh, wow, your house must be super organised. Yeah. yeah, see, I'm just saying, <laughs> I always say I'm not the crazy organised. I'm not no, the crazy organised guy. No. Like colour coding my shirts. Oh, Are you out no. of your frigging mind? <laughs> Like, I would rather shoot myself in the yeah, face than colour code. not happening. No, never. Um, you know, yeah. Well, you must have the minimum number of T-shirts. Good luck on that one. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, you're how, you know, um, you know don't, don't, don't look at my work shed at the moment. It looks like a bomb <laughs> here. Um, look, um, I live, look, I live a relatively organised and happy life. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I just, I just try to have... You know, I just try to have, you know, as many good experiences as I can. Mm. You know, I try to put, you know, people and and experiences ahead of buying stuff. Yeah. But, you know, every once in a while I lose my mind and buy something that I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. You wouldn't be normal if you didn't. Uh, Mine is if I have a night of insomnia. I can buy random stuff on Instagram. I'm like, hey, babe, I just play. He's like, what do we need that for? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> We're all susceptible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, but I think that the lovely thing is that there is hope. There is hope for freedom from that overwhelm, mm. even though it's not a one time thing. It's not like you declutter your house and there's a full stop. 
It's not. As long as you're alive, you accumulate. That's just normal and natural. Mm. Um, I do lots of speaking events in like lifestyle communities. Mm-hmm. So it's 55s plus. Yeah. And I often get so who's lived in their family home the longest. And mm. there'll be some people that lived in their family home 50, 55 yeah, years. Yeah. And I say to them, it is really normal that you would have a lot of stuff. Yeah. The back of cupboards, top of wardrobes, mm. like that is normal. Mm-hmm. It is normal to have stuff and it's normal to have to declutter right up until you die. Mm-hmm. Like that is part of the process. And so I think sometimes people can look at a show or a, read a book and think, if I can just achieve that. What's the destination? How do I get there? Mm. And I think what you're saying really is that it's a journey and it's not a linear journey always either. Sometimes you do go via Kmart or via wherever mm. to get there. Yeah, look, I think it's I think it's way more about being happy with the life that you have. Mm. Um, and I've come to realise that, um, you know, people say to me, oh, um, I can't believe that you make people throw out so much stuff. Um, <laughs> and it's always, a, it's always a funny comment for me that I have never in 20 years made people throw out stuff. No, that's um, not our job. That's, that's <clears throat> unethical. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of cruel. Yes. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, you know, for me, I've gone into homes um, and... It's absolutely not the way I would want to live, you know, the amount of stuff yeah. that people have. But people are happy with the stuff 100%. they have. And if you're happy, then doesn't matter what you. everyone else thinks. Good for you. Exactly. Um, but if, if you're not happy in the home that you have, then I'll do whatever I can, even if that's being pretty rough yeah. and pretty brutal in what I have to say. And I can be pretty tough. Um, you're and, tough in love. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even when you're tough, your eyes always show compassion. <laughs> yeah. I will say um, that. You know, um, but don't invite me into your home if you don't want to hear the truth. I mean, that's, um, and the one thing, and I say this constantly, and it's happened many, if you watch season four of Space Invaders, there are times when I will be the only person in the group advocating for you. Yeah. You know, even when you're not advocating for yourself, I will be advocating for you. Um, and that That's can be pretty a, special. That can be a weird situation. Yeah, people will be arguing against their own best interest. Um, <laughs> and is, is that part of you bringing them back to their original goal? Because it's not about your goals. You don't no. go into someone's home or you don't have all their stuff mm. arrive on yeah. Space Invaders and go, "Well, this is what my goal is." No, it doesn't matter what your goal is, but you want to uncover for them. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, it, for me, it's very much about you tell me what it is you want and I will help you get there. Yeah. Even in the middle of this journey, if you go off the rails and forget what your goal is, then yeah. I have your goal very much in mind. Yeah. And so um, for me, it's always about helping you get to where you want to be. Mm. And I'm very clear about the kind of life I want to live. I don't want to live in a home full of stuff that is meaningless for me yeah. or or impedes you know, the kind of life I want to live. I don't want to live with the whole lot of stuff that I have to clean or take care of or no. belongs to someone else. Yeah. Um, and so I'm pretty constantly jettisoning stuff that even stuff that that is very hard to let go of. Like, And I'm the guy who also holds on to some I might need it one day stuff. You know? I think we all do. Yeah, you know, and because that stuff represents, you know, a dream. You let go of that stuff because it represents a dream that you have. Yeah. Um, you know, a great example for me is just 
you know, as recently as as a you know less than a year ago, mm. I had I had always wanted to write a book or a screenplay about this and a fantastic story about um, to, to long story short a U.S. A United States Confederate warship called the Shenandoah, yeah. which nobody in Australia knows about, Never very few people in America know about, that was commissioned during the Civil War, never, sh- never, never touched U.S. soil, was commissioned in England and actually sailed into Melbourne during the Civil War oh. and against all international treaties was outfitted in Hobson's Bay in Williamstown and when it left Williamstown, suddenly when it got into international waters, they discovered a whole lot of Australian sailors on board, <laughs> sailed down into the Pacific, sunk a whole lot of American um, northern whaling ships yeah. um, and eventually after the Civil War was sold to the Sultan of Zanzibar. It's this amazing, what a story. It, it's an amazing story. And I collected all this stuff and a year ago just let go of all this material wow. that I collected. And I had always – it's such an amazing story, that you, the Shenandoah, if anyone Shenandoah. wants to follow. Um, and it was this dream I had. And Did you let go of the dream or did you just let go of the stuff? All the stuff. But, yeah. And I will never write the story. Okay. But, you know, we all have yeah. – and it was just part of, you know, I might need it one day, clutter yep. that I had. But I'm constantly – you know, looking at, and as you say, you know, the stuff that, that we all have to go through mm. rather than just, you know, accumulate stuff in our homes and in our lives. Yeah. But it's a constant process, you know, gathering stuff, looking at stuff, assessing stuff, letting stuff go because all of our lives, our life is just stages mm-hmm. and the stuff we hold on to represents those stages. Correct. And um, that's the life lesson we have that, you know, as we as we change, as our situations alter, the stuff we have represents those stages in our mm. lives. And, you know, it's an act, I think, of maturity and of growth that we have to assess that um, and let it go, even though often it's really... Um, it's grievous yeah. to let go of yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I think what's more grievous sometimes is not letting go because you, you can't live now. Yeah. You know, I just think I was actually yesterday going to go through our board games. We love playing board games uh-huh. in my family. But the kids are 15 and 17. Mm-hmm. So we can get rid of like trouble and we can get rid of some of those games <laughs> yeah. now. But there was almost this sense of, oh, but I love teaching them these yeah. games. Yeah. But actually at the moment there's it's well organised, my game's covered. Mm-hmm. But it's overwhelming because mm-hmm. there's probably 60 games in there. Wow. And so if I can get rid of the ones that we're not playing, we actually are more likely to after dinner go, hey, do you want to play this? And so even though it's grievous, what's more grievous is at the moment we haven't played a board game after dinner Mm. in a while. Mm. So I'm actually robbing my today self by holding on to yesterday self. Well, see, and, uh, you know, a counter to that story is we had a guy last season, I think it was, who had almost 600 board games. Wowzers. Maybe 200 were still in the cellophane wrap. Oh, so a collector or just a buyer and not user? Uh, a, mm, he might say collector. <laughs> and it turned out that if my memory serves me correctly, yeah. that um, when he was in a relationship, it was a whole social thing. Uh, and yeah. after, after the relationship ended, he held on to them because they represented the social aspect of his relationship. And Mm. so it wasn't about the, you know, it's never about the stuff. Never about the stuff. It didn't, it wasn't about the board games. It was about 
what they represented. And in letting go of the board games, he had to let go Mm. of the whole social aspect of his relationship. And so, you know, there's 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 a parallel with your story that it's about letting go of those great memories Correct. of you playing the board games with the kids. And yeah. so, you know, it's always about, I, I find with I Might Need It One Day Clutter, it's always about there's some aspect of grieving yeah. and letting go of that dream yeah. and moving into the next the next stage, the next tomorrow because mm. you have to let go of that yesterday before you can. Yeah, and I think a great question <clears throat> to ask people or for people to ask themselves is what am I afraid of? Yeah. Am I afraid that I'm going to end up homeless again? Am I afraid that I'm not going to find love again? Am Mm -hmm. I afraid that I'm not going to connect with my children or my partner? Well, am I not going to have as much pleasure again, as much joy as I once did? Yeah, and that's that's a pretty terrifying question to ask yourself. Well, (laughs) Well, it's funny because I remember the very, very first... The very first um, episode of Clean Sweep, which was the very first show I ever did on television, um, the the absolute turning point for me in professional organising, we were supposed to organise the the baby's clothes of a woman who she had all of the baby's clothes um, of her children and the her two boys were fif- were 16, oh, wow. 15 and 17. And your job was to organise those the clothes. The whole idea was that we were supposed to build storage containers oh. in the garage for all of these baby clothes. And from nowhere, I don't even know where this question came from, I said to her, are your best memories with your children in front of you or behind you? Boom. <laughs> And I don't even know. To this day, I still don't know where that question wow. came from. And this is twenty years. Twenty, ago. yeah, that's right. Twenty years ago, um, I can tell you it was in May two thousand. It was in May two thousand and three. I still remember the day. I still we were standing on it her was front lawn. So significant, yeah. And it was the, it was it was a watershed moment for me. Yep. And um, and I as I say, it was just I it was like a lightning bolt. Um, and she started crying and ran away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's not the last time someone cried and went away when you asked them well, a question. <laughs> and and I, I was so stupid. I said to the camera guy and the sound guy, let's let's go, let's chase it. Um, and that was the start of my TV career. Great. And um and so um but that's it. It's the same yeah. thing it's your saying. Yeah. And and that was it was all about that. That yep. she felt that her best memories were behind her and it wasn't until we broke that down that when she looked at those baby clothes, they represented what she saw as her best moments as a woman, mm. as a mother, as a carer, as yep. a provider. And she it was fear that if she let go of those, all of that, all of that investment on her part would disappear. Would disappear. Yeah. And I think part of that is I find that with the clients that we work with, it is really, yes, you have to build rapport very quickly mm-hmm. with people. But you also have to establish whether they feel safe in their sure. life. Because I think when you don't feel safe, you do hold on to the security of stuff. Sure. So if I didn't have good relationships with my family and I desperately needed a muffin tray and I couldn't buy one, you go to your neighbour, you go to your family. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you are all alone in this world, mm. you can understand why people then I have to be self-sufficient. Mm. I have to look after myself. Number one is the only one that's going to look after me. Mm. And I think that... You know, even as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, there's so much before you touch a thing mm. of helping people kind of understand where they're at, what's shifting under them and where's the solid foundation because then the decluttering almost happens naturally, doesn't it? Like what you know when someone gets it mm. and you can see it shift, 
you're like, oh, my job's done. Like we're just now we're going to fill the car with donations yeah. to take to charity because we're not fighting a mindset battle anymore. We're yeah. just dealing with stuff. I think there's two levels there. I think one, they have to feel safe. But I think there's another thing and that is the difference between empathy and judgment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that that a lot of people observing don't understand. And that's one thing that I've realised again in being in this business for so long that it's very easy to judge and judging is a very safe thing to do because when you judge, it takes you out of the situation. If you judge someone, it removes you from the situation. Mm. I'm not that person. I'm, I can't. Yeah, I that's would not never me. do that. I couldn't be that dirty. I mm. couldn't be that irresponsible. And so by judging, you immediately put a barrier between you and that person that actually protects you. Yeah, it's not for their benefit. No, it's for your own benefit. (laughs) It protects you. But if you empathise, what it does is it puts puts you in the situation with that person Mm. and it places you squarely in the situation. And it, it, not that it makes you unsafe, but it makes you, it, it, it squarely positions you in the same ballpark as that person and forces you to ask questions mm. that questions you as well as yeah. question them. Yep. And so empathy is a much more difficult thing to do and much more personally challenging thing mm. to do because it's not as personally um, secure or safe as judgment. And, that, yeah. and and that's what and if you judge a person, they can tell You can tell in seconds. That that they a person can tell that you're not you're on the other side Correct. of the fence. This is not us. Yeah. But if you yeah. empathize, they can tell that you're in the game with them. It's exactly what you said before. Even when you're not advocating for yourself, I'm advocating for you. And so that's why I've discovered that I can pretty much say anything to the people that I work with, Mm. even when it's brutally honest because they know that I'm in the same, I'm in their corner. And I'll say to them, I'm on your side. Yeah. Yeah, Because they know that. I'm not on the other side of the fence. And you're not the family member or the neighbour coming no. in and going, Bah! So there's no judgment. See, not, that's there's, the same thing. I'm yeah, not judging that's you. Of course we're not. Yeah, like, yeah. Because I could be there. I could be there tomorrow. Yeah. Like homelessness is mm-hmm. not far from any of us. Yeah. Overwhelmed from clutter, relationship breakdown. Like yeah. come on, like mm-hmm. get off your freaking home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But come down and actually, like I say to my team often, you're hope bringers. Mm. So you go in with empathy but what you're also saying is, hey, there's a path. Mm-hmm. Like, let's walk it together. Yeah, let's yeah. just see what that looks like. Yeah. It's not perfect. It's not without yeah. its, you know, I'm trying to think of path analogies. I don't know. But yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm here with you and I've been here before. Mm. So I walk into the most cluttered houses mm. in Melbourne. I'm not overwhelmed. No. I'm, ever. Well, that's what people say. You know? Has there ever been a time you've, you've thought, I can't do this? It's like, mm, not ever. No. But mm. I'm going to challenge you on that. Mm. Has there been... A situation where you've gone in and said, I can't do this because the person is unwilling to change. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I think that I can't do this. That's not because I can't do it. Correct. And it's nothing to do with the stuff. No, it's got nothing to do with me. Yeah. If if the person isn't prepared to do this, then there's nothing I can do. 
no, you can. I was going to say you can be the best in the world. You are the best in the world, and you still can't. Well, like, I'm, how not, do you... I'm not sure about that. But but the thing is that I'm not. If you don't, if you don't want me, the only the only person you can change is yourself. Yeah. So I can't change you unless you. Like yeah. I'm not here to change you. That's not my job. No. So if you don't want to affect change. Then I, there's nothing I can there's do. There's actually so, nothing you can do. There's nothing. So why am I here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we don't do gift vouchers. Yeah. What? We, oh. Why I don't do like, oh, I'm going to surprise my. No, we're not are surprising. You are you, no. <laughs> Let's ambush this person. Yeah. Are you out of your friggin' mind? That's right. Like, for the sake of your friendship, I'm saying no. 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 For the sake of your marriage, that's not a good Mother's Day no. present. No. No. Go buy her flowers. <laughs> Look, the other thing, the other thing, I, it's just come back to me. I was thinking, um, the other thing. Um, and it ties back to social media, is um, comparison. Mm. Um, the one thing that I've also realised is that comparison is the death of happiness. Yeah, yeah um, the thief of joy, isn't yeah. it? And, you know, I'm not a religious person at all, but it's interesting that you go all the way back to, back to the Ten Commandments mm. and the word they use in the Ten Commandments is covet. Correct, yeah. You know, thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's goods. Mm. and you know, you know, I learned that in Catholic primary school, and <laughs> sister, sister, um, sister Adelbert taught me that. Adelbert. Sister Adelbert <laughs> taught me it. that. God bless her. Uh, she's dead and buried now, out in Box Hill Cemetery, actually. Um, and um, I went and buried her and visited her grave not long ago. Um, and um, and it ne- the word never made much sense to me, but it's interesting. The word covet's a very strong word, and it's about you know. Lusting after, they use the same word about thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Yeah, yep. and it's it's you know unduly wanting, and it's and, wanting at the sake of someone else. Exactly, the covet is what exactly. it actually means. Yeah. And so, it's it's what I've come to realize that that's also what social media has done. That that you want what others have. Yeah, and once you start comparing yourself to others, when you you know, you shall not, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's goods. When you want what others have, you know, he has that car, I want that car. Yeah. You know, I deserve that car. You know, what and, did he do to. See, and, so, and that's, and that's what's slope. happened that we want so much what others have. We yeah. covet others' stuff. That comparison mm. is the death of happiness. Yeah. That we're constantly wanting, you know, what the Joneses have. Yeah. And that also, I've kind of sidetracked us back to where we were before, but I see that so often that we are constantly chasing what others have in the mm. hope that if we have what they have, then somehow we'll be supposedly the, as happy well, as Well, and we assume that yeah. their happiness yeah. is whatever is, their face is exactly. showing on some post exactly. when we don't know the state of their marriage or their health or their yeah. kid, you know, all yeah. of the things. Yeah. exactly. Anyway, sorry. Oh, I no, I, no, no, no. I don't think it's a sidetrack because I think that there's also that this comparison is, is the thief of happiness. It, it's getting in yourself that ability to almost separate people from stuff. Yeah. So when I look at you, I'm not jealous of the house you might have or the car you might drive or the jewellery that someone has because I see who you are as a human and I see this is what we see with our clients, right? Yeah. We don't walk in and go, oh, my gosh, they've got a beautiful house or this yeah. house is disgusting. 
We go, you know, we look for are they compassionate? Are they kind? Yeah. Are they generous? How do they treat other people? And we call that out of them. Yeah. Like, you know, they will say, oh, I buy the kids too many toys. I say, oh, is that your way of expressing generosity? Like I'm calling out the good things. Yeah. And how do we redirect that? How does generosity look when it's not just buying more stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it look like going to every netball game? Does it, you know, what is this intrinsically pulling out of people the good? Mm-hmm. What does that look like when it's not just around stuff? Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, you look at anyone that doesn't have a lot of money, there's so much goodness. Exactly. <laughs> so much goodness, yeah. not just being distracted by. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this has been amazing. Yeah, always. <laughs> I'm aware we've both got parking to get back to. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. Sorry, I looked at myself. And it's, oh my no, God, no, I've got seven up. minutes till mine runs out. How have, about you? What have you got? Uh, three. Oh. <laughs> Peter, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. This is always so much fun. Thank you. Um, Go get online, people, and just search for Space Invaders on Channel 9. Watch Season 4 and then go back and watch 1, 2, and 3. On 9 now, streaming. Oh, the best. You're going to love it. And until next week, enjoy the freedom. Be good. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 